will re-examine the case of a young black man who died in police custody last year. Also, uh, young people are fueling a new surge of COVID-19 infections in the U.S. And finally, Pirates of the Caribbean will set sail again. Surprise, surprise. That's all ahead. This is The Relevant Daily. It's relevant. It's relevant daily. Relevant daily. Relevant daily. It's relevant daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Huckabee. Welcome to the Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up right now. So first up, last August, an unarmed 23-year-old black man named Elijah McLean was walking back to his home in Aurora, Colorado, when he was stopped by three white police officers responding to a call about a suspicious person. Body cam footage shows McLean pleading with officers to leave him alone, saying, I'm an introvert. Please respect the boundaries that I'm speaking. But police nevertheless put him in a chokehold, causing him to briefly lose consciousness. First responders injected McLean with ketamine as a sedative, which caused a heart attack in the ambulance. He was pronounced brain dead at the hospital and died three days later. The officers involved were briefly put on administrative leave, but were reinstated after the Adams County District Attorney declined to pursue charges. Now, in the wake of the protests that have swept the nation calling for greater police accountability, activists have been calling for another look into just what happened to McLean, how it could have been avoided, and whether or not anyone should be held responsible for his senseless and apparently avoidable death. After a petition to reopen the case received well over two and a half million signatures, Governor Jared Polis announced that he's told his office to take another look. Attorney General Phil Weiser has been designated as the special prosecutor to oversee the investigation. Aurora Mayor Mike Kaufman has also called for an independent investigation, saying, quote, we need to bring closure to this tragic incident by making sure every aspect of it is thoroughly investigated. Colorado has already passed a series of police reform bills banning chokeholds and ending qualified immunity. Friends and family remember Elijah McClain as a a shy, sweet-natured young man who liked to soothe the cats at a local shelter by playing the violin for them. Um, he, We won't play the body cam footage that recorded his final words, but I will read a transcription of them here. He said, I can't breathe. I have my ID right here. My name is Elijah McClain. That's my house. I was just going home. I'm an introvert. I'm just different. That's all. I'm so sorry. I have no gun. I don't do that stuff. I don't do any fighting. Why are you attacking me? I don't even kill flies. I don't eat meat. But I don't judge people. I don't judge people who do eat meat. Forgive me. All I was trying to do was become better. I will do it. I will do anything. Sacrifice my identity. I'll do it. You are all phenomenal. You are beautiful. And I love you. Try to forgive me. I'm a mood Gemini. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That really hurt. You were all very strong. Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to do that. I just can't breathe correctly. And then he passed out. Next up on Thursday, the U.S. recorded 40,401 new confirmed cases of COVID-19, easily beating the April 24 one-day record of 36,291. This new surge has taken place in the new areas of the country, including states that have resisted stricter measures of containment like Texas and Arizona. And one trend that has set experts' alarm bells ringing is the growing number of young people affected by the virus. 
Joseph McCormick, a professor of epidemiology at UT Health School of Public Health in Brownsville, told the New York Times, quote, what is clear is that the proportion of people who are younger appears to have dramatically changed. It's really quite disturbing. In Arizona, for example, people between 20 and 44 account for half of all cases. In Florida, the average age for someone with a confirmed case is 35. Uh, compare that to March. It was 65 there in March. And in Texas, young people actually make up the majority of all cases. And no one's really sure why the infection rate is seeing an increase among younger people. It's possible that uh, the restaurants, bars, and beaches opening back up has just contributed to that rise. Now, like we talked about earlier this week on Thursday, Dr. Robert Redfield, he's the director of the CDCs here in the U.S., said that blood test samples suggest the actual number of people with the virus is likely 10 times higher than the confirmed number. Young people are more likely to be asymptomatic. They're less likely to face a lethal case of COVID-19 than older folks are. But health professionals are still worried that a surge of young, relatively unaffected people could be spreading the virus to more vulnerable communities. For example, only 0.6% of Americans live in long-term care facilities, but they account for 43% of all COVID-19 deaths. Uh, In Virginia alone, 11% of all nursing home and assisted living facility residents have died of COVID-19. So the question right now is whether this new surge in infections will lead to a similar surge in the death rate. In April, at its peak, around 2,200 Americans were dying of COVID-19 every day. Now that number has dropped. It's only about 600 deaths a day. And experts say the government could move quickly to keep the death rate from climbing back to that high again. Uh, But that's something we'll have to keep an eye on, obviously. And we will keep an eye on it here at The Relevant Daily. Of course, it's important in the meantime to make sure that you're continuing to wear a mask, Uh, socially distance and uh, keep washing those hands. Finally, Christina Hodson uh, is a name you may not be familiar with, but you should be. She's quickly becoming Hollywood's go-to franchise scriptwriter. She wrote the scripts for the for Bumblebee, the Transformers spinoff that was quite good, and Birds of Prey. She also uh, wrote scripts for upcoming movies like Batgirl and The Flash. Now she's primed to take on one of the most lucrative franchises in movie history. Pirates of the Caribbean is going to sail again, and Margot Robbie will be starring in the new iteration. Apparently, this isn't a reboot. It's not even really a sequel. It's a a whole new movie that kind of takes place in the Pirates cinematic universe. And that's about all we know right now. But Disney clearly wants to juice the flagging property, which didn't really ignite much interest with 2017's Dead Men Tell No Tales. That movie brought Johnny Depp back to the role that boosted him from an avant-garde weirdo to one of the biggest stars of the 2000s. Margot Robbie is fresh off Birds of Prey. It's one of the few movies this year that made it in before the pandemic shut everything down. She was also in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Next up, she'll be reprising her role as Harley Quinn in James Gunn's Suicide Squad reboot. You can read more about that story and all these stories over at the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. You can subscribe to our other podcasts there as well. I'm here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thank you for listening, everyone. Hope you have a great Friday. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.